blue wire. Touchdown pass, 5-4-0 in the 5-0-4. Jackson takes it himself, look at him dart back and forth. Oh, he broke his ankles, he is Houdini. Watson stays on his feet, throws on the run, touchdown. Watson, a magician. Mahomes winds it up, wide open as Hill. How quick was that? Welcome to another episode of the My Sports Update Football Podcast. I am your host, Ari Mayrov. The offseason will be in full force in the coming days and weeks. We had some news go down this week with the Chargers making it official that Phillip Rivers will not be back in 2020. He will be a free agent. The Chargers will have a new quarterback next season. We'll discuss all the ramifications surrounding that with the Chargers, with, with Rivers, what to expect and more. We'll also talk about the XFL, which got underway this past weekend. In my eyes, it went pretty well for their first week. We'll talk about what the NFL could take away from the XFL after one week. And also, a big part, a big portion of this podcast is something that I do every year on my website. I go and make a list of veterans around the NFL who might get cut or traded for salary cap purposes. We're going to do a podcast version of that as well this year. A lot of big names on this list, including Cam Newton, Devontae Freeman, Sammy Watkins, among others. We have over 20 names we are going to discuss. It is a big part of this podcast. So here we go with the My Sports Update football podcast. Let's not waste any time. Here we go. So we're going to start this week with Phillip Rivers and the Chargers. On Monday, the team announced on their Twitter account that both sides will move on after 16 seasons. Rivers will be a free agent. The Chargers will have a new quarterback next season. And this is something that we were expecting. I've talked about it on previous episodes. It has been widely reported, but now it is official. So what does it mean for both sides? From the Chargers standpoint, general manager Tom Telesco said on Tuesday that he likes his internal options at quarterback, but they will explore all their options in free agency in the draft on the trade market. Currently, the Chargers have Tyrod Taylor and Easton Stick, who was their fifth-round pick last year, as their quarterbacks. And the word around the league from people who know the Chargers and follow the Chargers closely is that Anthony Lynn, their head coach, wants a mobile quarterback. Taylor and Stick, they fit that bill. Head coach Anthony Lynn, he was a running backs coach in the NFL from 2003 until 2016. So having a mobile quarterback can really help out when drawing up plays for his running backs. And Phillip Rivers is one of the least mobile guys in the NFL. So he's never really had a chance to do any of those type of plays and joining the Chargers as their head coach. But on the other hand, football is a business and the Chargers... They're moving into a new stadium in 2020, so their fan base is one of the most pathetic fan bases in the NFL since moving to L.A. They need some buzz. They need a big-name quarterback, and Tyrod Taylor, Easton Stick, they are not those type. They are not big names. They will not get the job done from a business aspect. If they trade for Cam Newton or they somehow land Tom Brady, that will put fans in the seats. Fans will buy a powder blue Cam Newton Chargers jersey. No one is buying a Tyrod Taylor jersey. 
Or they have the sixth overall pick. Go make a move and land Justin Herbert or Tua Tunga-Vailoa. Football is a business. Selling tickets, season tickets, PSLs, all that is crucial. And having a big-name quarterback will help that cause. As for Phillip Rivers, he does not want to retire. He's not going to do what Eli Manning did. He wants to keep on playing. He told Sam Farmer of the LA Times that he wants to play for a maximum of two more years. So this is where it becomes fascinating because there are so many names out there who are starting caliber quarterbacks who are available in free agency, in trades, or in the draft, and how many seats are actually available. Because this could get to the point where all the seats are filled and Rivers still does not have a team. I've seen some say that Rivers to the Colts if they decide Jacoby Brissett is not the answer. And that kind of does make sense because Rivers has worked with head coach Frank Reich when they were with the Chargers together. And the Colts offensive coordinator, Nick Seriani, he was with Rivers from 2013 until 2017. So they know each other as well. The Colts have a top five offensive line. They have a running game. They have an up and coming defense. But all that is contingent on what happens with Jacoby Brissett. Maybe Carolina if they move off of Cam Newton. Or Tampa Bay if they decide Jameis Winston is not the answer. But again, there are only so many seats available and it's going to go fast. Rivers wants to play. But we'll see if a team wants him and gives him the starting job. Maybe he'll have to go and join a team and compete for the starting job. Does he want to do that? So a lot of questions remain unanswered. I made an episode last week on all the quarterbacks that will be available. So definitely go and check that out. Moving off the NFL for a second, and let's talk about the XFL, which got underway over the weekend. I'm trying not to get caught up with another football league, especially after what happened last year with the AAF. I followed that league pretty closely, and then it folded. It was a big bummer. Not sure what to expect with the XFL, but I did get to watch a little bit over the weekend, and I have a few takeaways First of all, from the NFL standpoint, getting to see another league apply different rules and getting to see how it works is pretty cool and it provides the NFL with a blueprint on if they want to implement some of their rules into the NFL. The modified kickoff rules got a lot of positive reviews. In my mind, it's brilliant. It makes kickoffs exciting again. It eliminates the high-speed collisions which the NFL is so worried about. So the NFL could possibly take that, watch it for a few weeks, and maybe, just maybe, it could get some traction with the competition committee and maybe they get to vote on it at some point. That's just one thought. Interviewing players during the game is so awesome and hilarious. I love that part of the XFL. Having more than one player with a headset in his helmet is an interesting idea. In the NFL, it's just the quarterback and the linebacker usually who have it on. And then having a league where we can see guys who play positions where backups in the NFL rarely get to play, like a quarterback or offensive line. It's a good place to evaluate evaluate those players, especially for scouts. 
Um, it's it's you you rarely get to see these guys get game action. If you're a backup quarterback, you rarely get into the game. If you're a backup offensive lineman, the off the, the starting five offensive linemen usually play the entire game unless there's an injury. So getting to see them play, um, having scouts there to check them out is another positive for the NFL. As for the XFL itself, the broadcasts looked pretty professional. The teams were pretty well coached, and the games were fat were relatively in a, in a fast speed fast paced and it was entertaining for the most part all in all it was a pretty good week one the ratings were solid the big question really is will it hold up for week two week three week four and so on um, that is the big question but so far so good for the xfl after one week all right it is time for our segment of the week and it is brought to you by betonline.ag BetOnline.ag is your online sportsbook expert. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for a 50% welcome bonus. Again, that is BLUEWIRE, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E, for a 50% welcome bonus. Here we go. Moving back to the NFL, and the offseason is here. It is going to get real busy real soon. The combine is later this month. Free agency after that. Franchise tag window. All of that. Pro days. The draft. Everything is going to come. It's going to come right in. It's going to go really fast. But um, I do this every offseason. I make a post on the My Sports Update website, NFLUpdate.co. I make a post looking at a bunch of notable veterans who could be cut or traded for salary cap purposes. I'm going to do a podcast version of this as well. So here we go. Teams are looking at their rosters right now, deciding which players are now worth holding on to anymore. Some cuts and trades could happen as early as this week. We already had Greg Olson um, get cut last week by the Panthers. Eric Weddle retired. The Rams were going to cut him. He decided to retire and call it a career. There will be more during the combine and more right before free agency, more during free agency. Again, all this happens real fast. Let's take a look at a bunch of players who could be um, cut or traded this offseason because of salary cap purposes. So here we go. We're going to start with the quarterbacks. We've talked about these quarterbacks in a previous episode. So let's do a quick rundown of them. We're going to start with Cam Newton of the Panthers. There's a new head coach with Matt Rule. His Injury history is concerning. He's still rehabbing. Owner Dave Tepper told reporters this week that I'm not going to say anything until Cam is healthy. Carolina can clear $19 million in cap if they move on. There's no dead money. They will um, either look to trade him, release him, or decide to have him with Mad Rule. But um, a lot of they're not committing to him yet. Mad Rule has not committed. The owner has not committed to him, which makes you wonder that they will look to move on and have a new quarterback that isn't official yet. But that is where it looks to be trending. Next up, Andy Dalton with the Bengals. His entire $17.7 million cap number clears if they move on. They had the number one overall pick. Everyone expects them to take Joe Burrow. That means there is no room for Andy Dalton. So his days as a Bengal are numbered. Joe Flacco with the Broncos. Drew Locke is clearly the future and keeping Flacco with such a big cap hit 
is just too expensive. So don't expect Flacco to be back with Denver. It should be one and done for him. Derek Carr with the Raiders is really interesting because we had this conversation last year as well. He does not have another dollar guaranteed on his contract. And the Raiders have him under contract for another three years. So if John Gruden decides that he likes one of these quarterbacks in the draft, or if he's serious about signing Tom Brady and bringing him to Las Vegas, they can move on from Derek Carr. Not a lot of dead money left over. They could look to trade or cut him. But that is all contingent on them finding another quarterback. Last year at this time, we talked about the Raiders liking Kyler Murray or liking Dwayne Haskins. And then there's no room for Derek Carr. Ultimately, they kept him. He had an okay season. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It was right there in between. So a big decision coming for the Las Vegas Raiders. Moving on to the running backs. Deion Lewis with the Titans is number one over here. The Titans have a big decision to make on Derrick Henry. Will they re-sign him to a big contract, franchise tag, transition tag? They'll have to make a decision on him. But Deion Lewis, he has not really been as involved as he once was, especially with Derrick Henry's emergence. And they would save a little bit over $4 million by cutting him. So um, that is a move that could happen. Up next, we have Devontae Freeman of the Falcons. He signed that pretty large extension a few years ago. But ever since signing that extension, he has not produced. He has not gotten over 1,000 yards in any of those seasons. And he's been injured a lot. So um, the Falcons are in a bit of a cap mess. And moving on from Freeman would save them $3.5 million in cap space. So a move that could happen is Devontae Freeman out in Atlanta. Jarek McKinnon with the San Francisco 49ers. He also signed a pretty big contract in 2018. And ever since signing that contract, he has not played a single regular season snap of them due to an ACL injury, which he suffered in training camp in his first season with them. They could cut him and save over four and a half million dollars in cap. Tevin Coleman is another name in San Francisco who could be moved on from um, for cap reasons. Another running back, Mike Davis of the Panthers. The Panthers claimed him during the season. They knew that they're only going to have him for a couple of months because he has a three million dollar cap hit for 2020. They are unlikely to hold on to him. Moving on to the wide receivers, and we have a couple of them here. We're going to start with a Super Bowl champion, Sammy Watkins. Watkins is a player that really, he got that big money because the Chiefs had a young quarterback in Patrick Mahomes who was going to start, and they wanted to add more playmakers. So they overpaid for him and brought him in. And if you look at his numbers in the regular season, they are an eye-popping. But when it came when it came down to the postseason, when it came down to the big moments, Sammy Watkins came through with some big plays, big catches, and um, he won a Super Bowl this past year. But the Chiefs, they want to re-sign Chris Jones, and Patrick Mahomes is eligible for a mammoth extension. So they need some money, and if you move on from Sammy Watkins, it would create... $14 million in cap savings. Um, unless they restructure that contract, Sammy Watkins will likely not be back with the Chiefs. 
Albert Wilson with the Dolphins. The Dolphins will have a lot of cap space. They have the most cap space in the in the NFL, and they also have a lot of draft capital. But they could save another nine and a half million by moving on from Wilson. He was a big free agent signing a couple of years ago, but he hasn't gone over 400 yards receiving in either of his two years with the Dolphins. Another wide receiver with the Jaguars this time, Marquise Lee. He got a pretty nice um, deal with them a couple of years ago. A four-year deal over $30 million. He has not lived up to that contract. He barely played this past season. And the Jaguars can use um, as much cash space as possible as they are a bit tight there. Moving on, saves over $5 million. Moving on to the tight ends, we have four of them here. We're going to start off in Washington with Jordan Reed. He, We all know about his concussions. It is a serious concern. And during the season, Adam Schefter of ESPN reported that the Reed was considering retirement. New coach Ron Rivera told NBC Sports Washington recently that he doesn't think that a starting tight end is on the roster right now. Recently, Greg Olson took a free agent visit there, so clearly they are looking at that position to upgrade. Moving on from Reed would save $8.5 million. Another tight end in Tennessee, Delaney Walker. They love him there, but he is aging and he cannot stay healthy, and they would save over $6 million if they moved on from him. Another tight end, Jimmy Graham with the Packers. He is not the same player he once was. And the Packers used a third round pick just last year on a tight end, Jay Sternberger. So cutting Graham would create another $8 million in cap savings for Green Bay. Last but not least, we have Cameron Brait of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They can move on from him, save another $6 million in cap, no dead money left over. Bruce Arians and his offense, he doesn't utilize a tight end that much, and they also have O.J. Howard, OJ Howard on the roster, so Cameron Brait will likely be done in Tampa Bay. Moving on to the offensive line, we'll start in Cincinnati. Cordy Glenn, he was acquired by the Bengals a couple of off-seasons ago from the Bills. They swapped first-round picks. It has not worked out for them. This past season was a complete disaster. He had a concussion. He says the Bengals hurried him back. He didn't want to play, didn't get along with guys over there. He ended up playing at the end of the year, which made no sense, but he played at the end of the season, played a game or two. But the Bengals would save over $9 million by moving on. No dead money left over. And they have a 2019 first rounder in Jonah Williams who will take over in 2020. They really like the progress he has made. Another offensive lineman is Brian Winters with the New York Jets. The Jets have... The Jets, one of the biggest weaknesses on that team is their offensive line. Winters was a big was a part of that problem. And general manager Doe Douglas will have work to do this offseason. Brandon Scherf will be a free agent. The draft has a bunch of offensive tackles available. If the Jets cut Winters, they will save over $7 million in cap space. Another name to watch out for is Ron, Ronald Leary with the Broncos. He signed a four-year deal worth over $35 million in 2017. Ever since signing that deal, he has barely seen the field. Due to injuries, he's missed 19 games, and the Broncos could save over $8 million by cutting him. Before we move on to the defense, a quick word from another one of our sponsors, Untuck It. All you guys have for sure seen someone with an untucked button-down shirt that just looks so sloppy. That is because those shirts are not meant to be worn like that. 
Thankfully, there's Untuck It, the original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, Untuck It shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. With more than 50 fit combinations, Untuck It shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. Choose from styles like wrinkle-free button-downs, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. With Untuck It, your shirts will never look baggy, bulgy, too long, or too big again. And their website is so easy to use, I was just on it. They even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your perfect fit. So whether you are shopping for the perfect gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit UntuckIt.com and use code BLUE, B-L-U, for 20% off at checkout. Again, that is UntuckIt.com, U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com and promo code BLUE for 20% off. A pretty solid discount. Moving on to the defensive side of the ball, we'll start off in Cleveland. The Cleveland Browns traded for Olivier Vernon last offseason. They shipped away Kevin Zeller to the Giants. They probably regret that trade. Vernon played in just 10 games this past season, missed 6 games, only had 3.5 sacks, and he carries a pretty large $15.5 million cap hit in 2020. If they cut him, it clears all $15.5 million off the books, no dead money. So the Browns could save um, a lot of money by moving on from him. Another name that could be done is in Jacksonville, Marcel Darius. He's still a good player, but the Jaguars, as I I said before, they need the cap space. They... um, as any cash space they can find and moving on from Darius would save $20 million in cap. Another player who was a pretty big addition in free agency a couple of off seasons ago was Trent Murphy with the Buffalo Bills. He signed a three-year $22.5 million deal. He hasn't put up any staggering numbers since joining Buffalo and his cap hit is close to $10 million. Buffalo would save over $8 million by moving on from him. Dontari Poe with the Carolina Panthers. He was a big pickup also in 2018, but with a new head coach, a new defensive staff, it's hard to see Dontari Poe going back to the Panthers. They would save close to $10 million by cutting him. And then Everson Griffin with the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings came close to cutting him last offseason. They reworked his deal. But here we go again with Griffin. He's still a great player, but the Vikings are in a really tight cap situation. And moving on from Griffin would clear over $13 million. Moving on to some linebackers. We're going to start with Leonard Floyd with the Chicago Bears. The former first round pick. They were hoping that he would take the next step forward, rack up double-digit sacks. That did not happen this past season. They gave him the 50-year option. That would guarantee on the first day of the league, league year, if the Bears cut him, they would save over $13 million, clear off the entire number. Another linebacker, back to Cleveland, Christian Kirksey. He's had his moments on the field, but he has also not been on the field a lot due to injury. He's played in just nine games over the last two years, and the Browns would save $7.5 million by moving on from him. Another linebacker in New York with the Giants, Alec Ogletree. 
He's also had some moments on the field, but he's also had some really bad ones with the Giants. He's being paid as one of the top um, off-ball linebackers in the NFL. The Giants can move on and save over $8 million. Going to the defensive backs, we'll start in the cor- with the corners. Um, Josh Norman. Um, this one is really interesting because we all believed during the season that Josh Norman would be gone from Washington. Um, they benched him. He was, I think he was a healthy scratch for a couple of games. But the Panthers hired his former coach, Ron Rivera. Rivera and Norman are really close, which makes this whole situation really interesting. Maybe they'll keep him around for another year, but not at his current cap number. So they'll have to restructure his contract. So keep an eye on Josh Norman. Back to Minnesota, we said again, they need as much cap space as they can. Xavier Rhodes used to be called Rhodes Closed, but the Rhodes were open a lot this past season. He's not the same player he once was. The Vikings discussed trading him last offseason. They kept him around, but um, moving on from him would save over $8 million in cap space. Another player who was a pretty big free agent pickup a few offseasons ago, the Jets with Trumaine Johnson, the former Rams cornerback. He has turned out to be one of the worst free agent signings in recent years. The Jets want no part of him anymore. They placed him on injured reserve to make sure he doesn't get injured, which would have guaranteed his contract, which would guaranteed more money. Um, so he was put on injured reserve during the year. Just so you understand how much the Jets don't want him. By cutting him, they would they would take on a $12 million in dead money. But that's how much they don't want him anymore. They're going to move on from him. Um, it's a hefty amount, but a move that has to be made. Another quarterback in Chicago, Prince of Mucamara. He's been pretty good for them, pretty solid for them. But um, they are also in a really tough cap situation. Moving on from him saves $9 million in cap. We'll see if the Bears do that. And then two cornerbacks who were midseason additions, Vernon Hargraves and Janoris Jenkins. Um, both these guys carry um, pretty big cap hits um, with no dead money. Janoris Jenkins, $11.5 million. Vernon Hargraves, $9.5 million. Um, both teams were pretty satisfied with both these players, but um, it's hard to see them being back with their current contract. So maybe a restructured contract or they'll have to figure something out. Vernon Hargraves in his fifth-year option, so um, that number would become guaranteed on the first day of the league year. Um, so they have a decision to make pretty soon. Lastly, a safety, and this one is expected to happen. Tony Jefferson of the Ravens. He suffered a season-ending ACL injury in Week 5. His replacement was Chuck Clark. Chuck Clark, this past week, signed a three-year extension with Baltimore. So the Ravens will likely move on from Tony Jefferson. There's no room for him, and they would save $7 million. So there you have it. That is our betonline.ag segment of the week. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for your 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag. 
That does it for this week's My Sports Update football podcast. A pretty jam-packed episode, and it's only going to get even more packed as the weeks go on. There will be cuts. There will be trades. The combine is coming up at the end of the month, and that's when the rumors start really heating up. There's the franchise tag window, free agency, of course, pro days, and the draft. So much will go down. I was actually making my free agency big board earlier this week. I do it every year, um, put down all the names, the agents, the names that I'm really looking um, to watch closely. Anyways, I was doing that. There are so many big names that will be available this year. Besides for the quarterback market, which we all know about already, it is going to be absolutely insane. So all of that is really exciting. Obviously, make sure you're following the My Sports Update Twitter page. Turn on notifications if you haven't yet so you don't miss anything notable. You can thank me later for that. If you enjoy this podcast, check out BlueWirePods.com for more sports podcasts. Over 80 sports podcasts available from all the sports, baseball, basketball, football, hockey. So please go check that out, BlueWirePods.com. Before I sign off, a reminder that you can find the My Sports Update football podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you listen to your podcast. Make sure to review, to rate, to subscribe, and to download. All of it is greatly appreciated. I am your host, Ari Merov. I'll be back with another episode next week. Until then, so long.